Good morning, Nick. How are you? I'm doing well, Rob. Uh, good morning to you. Thanks for being with us. Uh, so, again, the EF1 tornado in Garner, uh, I actually went down there once the storms rolled through and were uh, out of the area yesterday, went down to Garner to, to see some damage and, and talk with some residents. Uh, were there any other reports of storm damage around the Triangle besides Garner? Surprisingly, we only had a few reports of other damage in locations, mainly some smaller uh, tree branches and such uh, falling on power lines and some power outages. But the, the really, the damage was mostly confined. Uh, you know, all of yesterday's damage was pretty much contained in that one tornado. You know, like I said, aside from a few very sporadic uh, reports of, of, of a couple trees down here and there. So, yeah, that was the main show yesterday, so to speak was the Garner Tornado. Yeah, EF1 Tornado, winds of 110 miles per hour, and it was only on the ground for, what, four minutes? Four minutes. But in that four minutes, wow, did it pack some damage. And, and as you saw when you went down there, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's amazing how the trees just, when they fall, they just slice through some homes. It's amazing yeah. that nobody got uh, hurt or killed. Nick, can you kind of walk us through the process of, of what you guys do at the National Weather Service to confirm a tornado and, and what category it is? Like, how do you guys determine that? What, what are you looking for when you're assessing the damage to say, yep, this was an EF1 tornado? Well, first, we are looking at the, the radar data, seeing if there's circulation, if there's a sort of apparent circulation in the storm that could have resulted in a tornado. Uh, the second thing is, is when, when there are tornadoes, the, the debris gets pulled up into the sky, like lofted pretty high up into the sky. And, and, and whereas it, with straight-line wind damage, non-tornadic damage, it's pretty much pushed down and out uh, along the ground. So when debris gets lofted up into the sky, we have, with our radar, the ability to detect that debris. And we, we call it a tornado debris signature. And whenever there's a tornado touchdown, it's... We, we, we generally, we see that tornado debris signature, that pretty much confirms it right there that indeed it was a tornado. Of course, yesterday we did get the tornado debris signature on our radar. So before we even got to the damage location, we had, you know, we were pretty convinced it was indeed a tornado. Once we're on site, we take a look at the character of the damage, see how, you know, a lot of times the, the clues are in the trees and how the trees fall. When a tornado knocks trees down, it knocks it down, knocks them down in a certain pattern. And we look for that pattern, and certainly yesterday we saw that pattern. You know, when we see damage to structures and homes, it's not always, you know, uh, the, the, the evidence isn't always in the type of the damage of the home, but the trees always tell a good story. So anyway, in terms of the, the, the wind speed, it's based on the degree of damage, how, how, how bad the damage is. And we have a database of information developed by uh, engineers that tell us if we have certain types of damage, this is the type of wind speed that it's associated with. That's very fascinating. I've always wondered that, how you guys, you know, once you are there on scene of, of where there's a lot of damage, of just being like, oh, yep, there's that certain, you know, that's what we're looking for, and that confirms EF1, EF2, whatever it might be. Uh, Nick, how common are we seeing tornadoes in the month of December here in North Carolina? I feel like it's becoming more and more common. Well, surprisingly, uh, I, I, I kind of was curious to that myself. So I went back and I looked at 20 years worth of tornado uh, occurrences here in the state of North Carolina. I found just a little over 700 uh, separate touchdowns 
throughout the entire year, uh, this is not just December, this is the entire year, in North Carolina, going back, uh, we've had a total of seven, a little over 700, 726 tornado touchdowns uh, in total uh, going back for the, the last 20 years. And of those 726 tornado touchdowns, only six, six of them occurred in the month of December. And that's 0.008% of all the tornado touchdowns have occurred in the month of December. So we're talking extremely unusual for, um, for, for only uh, you know, less than 1% of our total tornado touchdowns uh, in the last 20 years have, have occurred in December. Talking with Nick Petro from the National Weather Service of Raleigh here on the WPTF Morning Show. And Nick, uh, this storm system that rolled through our area yesterday is the same storm system that uh, caused uh, a lot of damage in Tennessee earlier in the weekend. Unfortunately, six people uh, lost their lives in those tornadoes. But the one thing that really is is catching my attention this morning is we talk about the warm weather and tornadoes and severe weather that rolled through Tennessee and the Carolinas. And once those storms move through, now this morning, you got a lot of people cleaning up in Tennessee. You got people cleaning up here in Garner. And we're talking temperatures in the 20s and 30s. The, the temperatures drastically dropped once these storms move through this weekend. Yeah, and you see the connection there. So the more intense of the change of weather, the more intense that transition period is, and the transition period by way of thunderstorms, and in this case, tornadoes yesterday, so uh, in the last couple days. So, yeah, it's these changes of air masses, you know, going from a really warm air mass, which, by the way, the warm air mass uh, fuels storms that produce tornadoes, so you really need that warm and humid air, which we had, and then it's the transition that uh, basically provides the fuel and the energy to, uh, to, to spawn these types of storms. So, yeah, not unusual to see uh, this type of storm activity when you have such a dramatic change of temperature. That's, that's, that's how the atmosphere tries to rebalance things. Unfortunately, in the process of rebalancing and, and, and balancing out temperature differences, sometimes severe weather can be the end result. So with, uh, with those temperature changes, uh, Nick, how are we looking for this week here in the Triangle when it comes to temperatures for the forecast? Well, the normal temperature this time of year, the average, looking back at the last 30 years, typically we find ourselves around 55 degrees for a high and around 35 for a low. This week, we're going to be within a few degrees of the normal pretty much all week long. Uh, you know, we're going to see temperatures in the 50s. We, we might struggle to hit 50 today, but, uh, but generally speaking, throughout the week, it's going to be, you know, within a couple degrees of, of normal, uh, which we're talking 50s for highs and mid-30s for lows. There might be a couple nights uh, tonight and, and two nights from now it might dip down into the 20s. But but generally speaking, we're going to be pretty close to where we should be this time of year. Nick Petro is with the National Weather Service of Raleigh. Nick, thanks so much for taking some time out of your Monday morning and joining us here on WPTF. Uh, looking forward to talking to you again soon. All right. Thanks so much, Rob.